Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's time for another episode of Sympathy with Joey and Marie. We're back at it again. Aaliyah Marie is back in yes. action after being sick for a little bit. Man, that flu kill you. Yeah, it does. It is rough. It's going around. <laughs> Everybody's was, feeling it. Yeah, I was so bummed because in case you guys missed on last week's episode, it was sipping with holistic meditation. Yeah, it was super super cool to have the guys on our show. The they came on in freestyling. Oh, I was so bummed. Like I was listening to it, like low key sad, but I was like, it's okay. Yeah, like, fire. Show must go on sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. So reference that that episode, sipping with holistic meditation. That was episode priority here now today we're going to be talking about some crazy stuff now i'm just going to say this man the summer of 2023 is going to be lit mm-hmm. because they've been dropping so many trailers that i'm way excited to watch uh for this coming year but not only that um we have some news about jayno uh, mm-hmm. what she's going to be doing at the grammy or what she you know she feels she's got the the chops to do yeah i don't know yet i can't tell you 2023 is going to be bizarre yeah but all i could say to jaylo is this <laughs> That's all I can say about that girl right there. But you know what? Um, before we get into all of that, we have to introduce a very, very special guest. This guy is, man, this guy's legend. I'm going to go ahead and say this right here. All right. One of my favorite people that I've met during, uh, uh, you know, this musical journey and everything. And I've seen this guy from the giddy up till now. And I'm just so impressed with everything he's done. And we are so honored to have a world famous singer songwriter, Dante Thomas. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah, for those of y'all in Germany who are always listening to us, much love. Mm-hmm. This young man over here actually lives down there too. Yeah, I mean, I, I lived in Europe, uh, in Germany for about ten years, and now I have a place in uh, Austria. Wow. You know, when I'm when I'm in Europe, I live in Austria, and then of course when I'm here in America, I live uh, in Idaho. Yeah, this young man right here is an R&B uh, singer. Uh, he he is known for one of his biggest hits ever from the early 2000s called Miss California. This song was featured on a lot of different things, including this uh, show called Laguna Beach. Mm-hmm. I remember they played it on there on MTV's mm-hmm. Laguna Beach. Right. But I mean, that's just one of the things. I mean, <laughs> um, this guy's got accolades after accolades. I know you were touring with NSYNC at one time. That's right. Uh, I mean, I actually have... CDs upstairs in this studio in the in the radio station, mm-hmm. um, the the promotional CDs that have Dante Thomas songs on them. Crazy. I mean, I still have a bunch of those, you know. And there's like so many things right. that I could say about you, but you know what? For those people who are not familiar with Miss California, mm-hmm. this mega hit of yours, why don't you give them a little a little taste of that song? She's a rich girl from the top of the food chain. Love and material things, kind of lonely. Till I met her at the Grammys. Ten mil on a diamond ring. Now she invites me to spend a day on the jet skis. At first it didn't mean a thing. And then she told me I'm the one that she searched for. It was hard to believe. She's Miss California. Hottest thing in West L.A. House down by the water. Sells her yacht across the bay, bay. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Cool. I could hit that, too. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I love that song. Bro, I, honestly, I, I love that song. I listen to it all the time. I'm always jamming out to it. I play it for my for my youngest daughter. I was telling you that my my little surprise baby girl. Right. She's only 10, so she she hasn't heard a lot of the stuff yet. So then I go, sure. I, go I know this guy right here. We're going to be interviewing him today. And she's like, oh. <gasps> Her, her face lights up. She's like, you know him? I said, yeah, he's he's a friend of mine. We've known She's, each other for a long time. Yeah. Man. So what would he say, 2005? Yeah, bro. 2006? We're going on almost 15, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Long since, time. Since we've known each other. You yeah. guys have seen him many times when you guys were kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's gone to our house before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's barbecues, been... Barbecues. Barbecues. Yeah. It's, it's been good times, man, all these years. Now, that song is beautiful, bro. I love Thank that you, song. Bro. We're going to get into that and... and, and Basically, all your adventures from then till mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But before we get to that, we got to talk about somebody here. <laughs> okay. And speaking of singing here, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We were talking about J-Lo. Right. And J-Lo just announced something about the Grammys that she's going to be some- doing something really special. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she got the chops to do it. I still mm-hmm. got love for my girl. I don't care. I'm sure. going to back her up. But what is she doing, Aaliyah Marie? So, she had made an announcement that she will be performing at the 2023 Grammys. And she believes that she has the same vocal pitch as Whitney Houston. So, she will be showcasing Whitney Houston's song. So Did she I, say that? Yeah, she, yeah, she said, said that. that. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so she will 
be performing um, obviously a lot of hits of her songs yeah. and stuff and you know I I love Jennifer Lopez because I grew up like fan oh you were the her. biggest yeah, fan yeah like I have home videos of me like yeah. There's top to bottom like trying to get everything about J-Lo <laughs> yeah I had a disc I uh, had a disc remember when they used to sell the the, the CD uh, video discs yes where they would have all their videos yes I yes. had the Jenny from the block one for her when she was little yeah and she would jam out to every single song of, of J-Lo I mean yeah. she was like that's my the girl. biggest J-Lo fan that's my girl but I have to say I just don't think that's very unless she's getting like a lot of training to make this happen, I just don't know. She like there, she has a vocal race to do that. Yeah, like there's so many other people to me. Like I can think of the top of my head, like Jennifer Hudson. For there you I go. Think. That's the first one that's, came to my that's mind. That's the first yeah. one that comes up to me that mm-hmm. I would imagine. Like boom, right. that would be the person. Yeah. But I just I don't know. And I mean, I, I guess we can all agree that we got love for J Lo. So yeah, we're not trying yeah, to. No, there's no play. hate. There's no. She's she's an amazing uh, personality. Mm-hmm. More more than just a singer. More than just a an actor, a dancer. I mean, she's a she's an amazing personality. I mm-hmm. mean, she's very charismatic and dynamic and beautiful and you know she's an icon in in and of itself right Mm -hmm. Uh, but as far as I mean as a singer I mean I've never seen her sing anything uh, on the level of what Whitney did or did did in her lifetime or even how many other people could even touch that you Mm -hmm. know so if she can I I mean look I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade but I mean we all know technology has uh, graduated to other other levels Mm -hmm. and actually they have an auto-tune for a live performance now. Really? Wow. Yes. So you can okay. put the auto-tune on the voice in live, and it, and it corrects you in real time. So if she does hit those notes, they may be using uh, auto-tune. And the truth is, man, I mean, you know, as they say, you know, uh, pictures last forever, right? Images mm-hmm. last forever. You know, you only got to get one thing uh, once right. And in this instance, if she hits all those notes uh, I would assume she's probably using auto tune, but the truth is, is these this younger generation ain't gonna care anyways as long as she looks good doing it. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's no, true. You, know. you, do, you do have a point there. <laughs> Either way, man, I'm looking forward to the performance. I'm looking I'm, forward to it. Yeah, I want to see how good it is, and I just, I, I mean, obviously, I want to see her, you mm-hmm. know, performing. <laughs> well, did you also hear too that a new edition is going to be touring next year? Yes, so I love bringing everyone back, so they're gonna start their tour in March and. Um, Whitney Houston's movie is actually coming out here pretty soon. That looks good. Uh, and I'm excited to watch they, that movie. Of course, like TMZ, like bombarded Bobby Brown because he made the announcement of the new edition, mm-hmm. and they had asked him how he feels about this Whitney Houston film coming up because, of course, any Whitney Houston film is going to mention the relationship between Bobby Brown. Oh yeah, it's and a big chunk yeah, of her life. It's a big life, chunk yeah. of her life. Um, but I guess apparently, like with this, the way they filmed and stuff, they actually didn't even ask Bobby Brown like anything. Like, no approval, nothing like that. Really? They just went ahead and uh, and used creative... uh, And so he was like, I don't know what to expect out of the film. Like, that's really the question is, right? Like, what am I going to expect? He's like, I don't know because they didn't ask me anything. They're probably going to vilify him. Yeah. I would say, you think? You know, you, I, I think so. Possible. The thing, the mm-hmm. thing is, it's a Whitney Houston movie, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're gonna vilify um, um, Bobby Brown to make him look like he's the influence that made her do the things she did. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. But it's kind of what I think. Yeah, but I do know, like the last Whitney Houston like thing that we watched, like they, they like kind of flipped the script for a second. So they fixated on Whitney Houston, like her. But also, I guess a good person playing devil's advocate se. here. Yeah. Um, with the Bobby Brown movie, did you ever see the Bobby, Bobby Brown? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So on the Bobby Brown one, they made it seem like Whitney was the influence, the bad mm-hmm. influence. So maybe they might do the same thing here, yeah. with, and, and it'll just play her side. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. It is what it is. But so we were talking about J Lo. You said that you've met J Lo before, and yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. you've, you have you worked with her? Have you performed with her? So, so okay. So as far as my uh, connection to J Lo is. Um, it was before I sang Miss California, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was at the pre-Grammy party uh, that Clive Davis uh, was throwing at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Okay. Okay. And that night I had dinner with Stevie. Uh, I met Whitney. Uh, wow. at, she performed that Whoa. night. Uh, yeah, I met her. Um, I mean, when uh, you know the famous pictures when J-Lo, at this time she was with Puffy, if you remember. She yeah, was wearing that really that. beautiful green dress. Yeah. I was literally four feet from her when she took that picture. No those way. Famous, wow. I was four feet from her when she was taking wow, those pictures. Wow, bro. Yeah. yeah. You're so lucky. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't take pictures with her, but I said hello to her. And I mean, you know, I have a history with Puff because um, Puffy was going to... Um, shoot, I ran into Puffy way before I sang Miss California, and he was going to sign me, and then... Uh, he didn't get along with my manager and stuff at the time, so he didn't sign me. And, and then I sang Miss California, and he wanted to sign me to Bad Boy, but I had already signed to Warner Music. 
Oh, you know, that's so, where I went, yeah. Yeah, I was standing in, I was at his uh, restaurant Justin's in Manhattan, and I was waiting in line to use the bathroom, and someone taps me on my shoulder, I turn around, it's Puff. And he was like, Dante, I'm like, hey, Puff, what's up, man? He's like, I heard you got a hot song, man. You need to come over and bring it over to Bad Boy. And <laughs> at, we were actually at his restaurant popping bottles because I had just signed with Warner Music. And wow. Stuff. So, you know, but yeah. Did he give you an extra bottle and be like, take that, take that, I didn't even tell him. I just was like, no, no. I was just like, hey, Puff, yeah, man, we'll come over and say hi. And knowing I wasn't going to go over there to sign with him. But, you know, Funkmaster Flex was spinning that night. Aaliyah was in there. Yeah, yeah. That's you wild, know what I'm saying? bro. It was uh, yeah, because I mean, you you've been through this this process. I mean, we we were talking about earlier that you uh, you toured within Sync. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you were with the fellas for a while and everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you got everywhere. I know in, in Europe, like people don't understand mm-hmm. how yeah. big you are in that area. Here, people we we know you and we're like yeah. we, we kind of yeah. grew up kind of with around you and stuff. Yeah. And so to us, we're homies, right? Sure. But like people don't understand. The type of superstar that you are, man. I mean, brother, I, I got I, love for you. I love you, dude, man. You're a good Joe, dude, man. Joey, look, the thing is, is the thing. Thank you, brother. I love you too, man. You know, the thing is, man. I just, I find myself to just be a very fortunate person. I've been able to experience a lot of things. You know, I, I, I mean, I've worked with Akon. I've worked with Neo. Um, I, I did songs with Snoop. You know what I mean? Um, I, I've worked with a lot of amazing people. The the summer I did uh, the tour with Insync, we did seventeen stadiums. You know, so the smallest wow. one was in in uh, Detroit. It was like fifty three thousand. The biggest was hundred four at the Rose Bowl. Uh, my my road manager Joey Battle was dating um, Fergie. She wasn't even Fergie then. She was just Ferguson. Oh. And you know, she would we would sit on my we would sit on my tour bus. And I, I mean, that's you know, this is like twenty years ago. We'd sit on my tour bus in the back and you know take shots of vodka and, and you know smoke a little bit and stuff and, <laughs> you know I was young I was a young guy and, and, and we had a lot of fun she wasn't even famous then but she was really cool my background singers were uh, Bruno Mars's crew Wow! Yeah, really? Yeah, and the funny thing is, is um, one of Bruno Mars's boys, who's like, I got this 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 homie, my friend. His name's Bruno. Man, you should have him write some records for you. I had num- I had a number one song in Europe. I was like, Yeah, okay, yeah, I don't need that dog. <laughs> Thinking, yeah, I know. No I should. I'm telling you, I should have. You could have been the first Anderson Pack. You know what I mean? Bro, I, yeah, man. I mean, you know, I had a chance to work. I could have worked with Bruno back in the day, but yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't an ego thing. It was just I was just so caught up in other yeah. things, you know, mm-hmm. and. Well, you, you were headed on your own path at that moment. Yeah, I was you know on my own I mean? path it, at that it, time. Yeah. It makes sense. And, and, you know, and when we're young, we're we're influenced by those that are around us, you know. Sure, so, yeah, yeah. So uh, the people who are kind of guiding you through this path and mm-hmm. and through this all this wildness of just, you know, superstardom, like, obviously, you're going to believe them. You're like, oh, yeah, if this is what we're supposed to do. Supposed to be yeah, doing, let's do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, okay. Now, I just want to ask you one thing. G- yeah. Probably give me one story of one of the wildest maybe parties or the wildest concerts concerts you've ever been a part of the wildest okay uh, and throw names in I, I, I okay, want to okay, hear names okay 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 I think the wildest <laughs> night I ever had that would be the most interesting was um uh, it was in it was in Germany and it was at this place called the Popcom Gala. Uh-huh. They used to throw these every year. It's kind of like the Grammys for mm-hmm. pop music in Germany. Popcom Gala. They don't do them anymore. But I was staying at I was staying at this castle called the Schlossbins uh, Burger Castle. At a and castle? A castle, dude. It wow. was. It, I mean, the, the vaulted ceilings. I mean, I felt like a king for real up in there. <laughs> and that's and actually that day um, that day before we went to the show, uh, Proz brought me my 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 very first gold record, which was from Germany. You know, and he handed it to me, and I just looked at it, and I was like. I felt real accomplished. It was nice. And anyways, um, after the party, I was at the bar doing shots with Chad Kroger and uh, um, uh, gosh, uh, what's that other singer's name? He, he's a singer, but actually his uh, his father is real famous. Paul Simon. Oh, okay. And Simon okay. Garfunkel. Yeah, Simon Garfunkel. Garfunkel. So Garfunkel's son. Okay. He was living in Germany. So it was me and Simon Garfunkel's son and Chad Kroger from Nickelback. And we were all doing Whoa. shots, getting drunk. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Chad, Chad's a real tall guy. He's really tall and really thin. Nice guy. Great singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, on, dude. That's that's awesome, man. Now, I know, I know we talk about uh, a lot of the crazy stuff and parties and stuff, and I'm going to throw this in there because since we're talking about pop culture and stuff, there's a lot of previews that, that have dropped, and I show you this one right here, uh-huh, and uh-huh. you're like, this is a movie? <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. going to laugh a little bit about these trailers. This is why I'm saying it's going to be Liddy. Liddy City Committee up in here because this summer, man, there's a bunch of movies coming out. But one in particular that caught my attention that is so ridiculous. And I just, and all of us, my, uh, Aaliyah Marie, my son, all of us were like, what did we just watch? I don't know why I want to watch this, but I want to watch it. It's mm-hmm. so 
little silly. It's called mm-hmm. cocaine bear. You know, it's a hell of a drug. Cocaine right. hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I, I guess this is based on actual events. Uh, probably some drug dealers were flying over somewhere and decided to throw a bunch of uh, cocaine, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. out of a train. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of a train, out of a plane. Yeah. Like cocaine out of a plane. So anyways, they, they drop <laughs> it and there's cocaine everywhere. So this bear decides to eat this cocaine. And so now this bear just goes wild, you know, on this cocaine. And so this trailer is, is ridiculously fun to watch. But the, I think what got my attention most is White Lines mm-hmm. from Grandmaster Fast That's and Flash funny. the Furious yes. Five. It's like perfect placement for this. You know oh, what I mean? Man. Get higher, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Get higher, baby. You know? And so uh, this just looks like a crazy movie. If y'all haven't seen the trailer, you should watch it because you will be just like us, dumbfounded and also going well, like... what caught mine was like the yeah. fact that it was based on true events. So I'm like, yeah. this hap- Like, well, obviously they're going to make this exaggerated yeah, they're, they're gonna be a little crazy about it but the fact that something like this did happen and I would imagine like with this bear eating all this cocaine and it's stuff. like Yogi Bear he's like what is this boo boo well, like, <laughs> like, oh my like, gosh Yogi you probably should leave that alone well yeah. I was watching Yogi. the trailer yeah because you sent me the trailer and I watched it at work like I was just in between like this thing like, right? what the heck did you and I was me? like what did I just watch like I just got done watching the, the Mexico game the Mexico soccer game and I like saw that and I was like you know what? I'm just gonna stay off. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stay, gonna stay off everything. everything for a little bit. Like, I'm already sad as it is, and I don't know if I just watch right now. <laughs> oh man! But there is a lot of trailers that drop. Uh, there's also another trailer that dropped for Indiana Jones Five. Now, I was kind of like hmm, hesitant about them making another Indiana Jones because I'm like, damn, my boy is like what? 80? He's old. Eighty mm-hmm. something. He's, he's old. He's yeah. out there. He's up there. And and much respect to Harrison Ford because I love the dude. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like. I welcome any and any and Indiana Jones movie with right. open arms because yeah. I love this guy. Yeah, and so I was just like, "Is he gonna be okay making this movie?" Is what I thought, and he did get hurt a couple times, yeah, so they had to did. stop the, the filming of this. Wow! But, but it makes sense because they did a lot of uh, CGI, uh, you know, youth kind of mm-hmm, like things mm-hmm, to, to kind of yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, to, just like Mandalorian with Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but this looks really on. good. Well, yeah, just this, like the Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy to uh-huh. me. Like I would imagine these actors are just so like fascinated and awe to see themselves like that so young again mm. like it's just crazy because like Harrison Ford is so he's older now and to see himself like that like mm. that it's been decades since he's made these yeah. films like mm-hmm. I mean crazy imagine like li- like we've all seen those pictures where they show like uh, a young Ben Stiller and the mm-hmm. Ben Stiller now you know and they're always like kind of with their hands on their shoulder and uh-huh. stuff like that I would say Dante Thomas the only thing different with about you and your younger self mm. <laughs> Is that your younger self was a little bit fuller in the face? Oh but yeah, you guys pretty much look the same. You and young, younger well, Dante I mean, look kind of the hair's, same. My hair is different color too. Yeah, but, yeah. but I mean that yeah. that part right there doesn't look too much different. Like your face just kind of looks pretty much the same from when you were younger, just not as full because you look leaner. Like you've been eating right, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, I got into my fitness more. I mean, I, I went back to you know basically the stuff I did in high school when I played football. I just started running again and lifting light weights, pull ups and sit ups and this kind of stuff, and just got myself together i just you know i mean look man you got one body you got to take care of it you know and Mm -hmm. uh you give it love and it'll give you love back oh yeah Mm -hmm. now this is uh, we were talking about earlier today uh Mm -hmm. we had lunch earlier um uh alia marie and so when we were talking we're talking about uh the new stuff that he's he's dropping because to me like obviously i know a lot of his uh older music and stuff uh one i did want to mention because i know you did a remix to this um Man, and I was looking at that video, and it had like millions and millions of views. But it was the blue song. Remember oh, you yeah, singing the I'm blue, blue song? Yeah, Down yeah. blue, da do. You know, you were singing. You did the remix to that mm-hmm. uh, over in Europe, and now it's hitting again. That same song, you know. Yeah. Now it's yeah. Dua Lipa and I believe David Guetta uh-huh. is who's mm-hmm. doing it now. Uh-huh. But honestly, it sounds similar to the one that did. you did. Yeah. But obviously, I like yours better because well, thank you, bro. Because you're just dope, man. <laughs> I mean, Dua Lipa is cool, you know, but. She don't. She can't. She can't like hold the candle to my boy Dante Thomas. Just saying. <laughs> wow. So I, I'm Thank just you, saying. Brother. You listen to uh, Dante Thomas' blue version, and then listen to the version that right now is popping from Dua Lipa, and you'll be like, Yeah, I, I like Dante Thomas better. <laughs> you know the, the thing. The thing is, what a lot of folks don't know. I got uh, my uh, my fr- my friends and uh, my record label connections over in China. Um, that song actually really blew up in like Taiwan and China. It's huge. It's 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 actually bigger than Miss California over there. Really? It's huge. It's wow. huge. It's huge over there. I couldn't even believe it. They're like, you can do shows over here if you want and tour over here if you want. And I'm like, yeah, sure. We'll hook it up. And, you know, 
But I, of course, the politics of different countries and what's yeah. going on, the social things, <laughs> slow slow my role, so yeah, to speak, yeah. and going over there and doing the shows. Yeah, and but I mean, you're going to be touring everywhere, right? Yeah. As of now, mm -hmm. you're, you're also mm -hmm. looking into maybe going into Australia. You were saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. I talked to my buddy Joe mm -hmm. and uh, uh, one of my friends out there, and he wants he does uh, the R and B Fridays Live, mm -hmm. which is basically like the biggest concert tour in all of Australia. And uh, he he contacted me. Uh, I've done a couple tours out there uh, in Australia, and now I'll probably <coughs> go in the next maybe four four to six months. Go do wow. a month out there, have some fun. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I've I've seen a lot of uh, footage of when you're like at award shows mm -hmm. and, and these big shows in Germany. Yeah, and I was yeah. showing some of my kids uh, mm -hmm. earlier this week, and they were like, "Whoa, what are they saying?" I was like, "Oh, they're they're talking speaking German," and then they're like. And this is the guy. They keep every time they go. This is the guy you know. Like they don't believe me that I know you. Yeah. So like they they always trip out. And then uh, I I showed them the song because you came on our show when Aaliyah Marie and I used to have the the, the Joey Bravo Wake Up Show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you did you sang uh, Still in Love, Love with America. America. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Man. Thank you. I love Thank that song. And it's crazy because I don't like country. Yeah. I don't like country. You know, your dad said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, oh. it's, I, I, I like it, but it's not my thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. love it, and I think it's so cool that you're taking this this approach on country because I me, mean, like, I'm starting to like now. I'm lo I'm loving it. I like it, but it's just it's interesting and really unique that the fact that you can go through different genres. Oh, yeah. and be successful at that. And this is what what's so good about Dante is we were talking earlier is that. Every time he would ever show me any kind of song or something that he, hey, Matt, look at this one that I just got. I'm like, man, how do you, every time you sing something, <laughs> it's just like got that perfect med, med, medley, mm -hmm. or med, medley and it just sounds so good. And uh, we were talking about, because I was listening to the, some of his new country mm -hmm. album, because he's got a country album coming out. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to it. And the first thing I heard was like, I hear Dante in it, but it's a country song, but it's not Dante's normal style mm -hmm. but it is but it's not and it's like a perfect fusion it's so co it's so cohesive mm -hmm. that it's like almost a new style of country yeah it is and, and and i think you have something there that is gold bro like i mean man yo if y'all haven't heard uh still in love with america look it up on on our youtube it's actually he performed live uh joey bravo wake up show mm -hmm. dante thomas uh, mm -hmm. still in love with america look that one up you'll you hear that one too um but you know what just sing a little bit of the song just sing it to him. i'm still in love with america home of the red white and blue i'm still in love with america the impossible dream has come true yeah I so love i have a question because i don't i don't remember because it's been a while since you know you were on our show mm -hmm. when we were during the wake-up show yeah but like what made you want to go into country like what did you think what was that like that thought process to go into it okay so i mean I, uh, you know, I was born in California, Sacramento, mm -hmm. and you know when you look on like Wikipedia stuff like that, and because I sing Miss California, when I signed uh, with Warner Music uh, through Rat Pack Entertainment, um, they wanted to push that theme, right? Even though I didn't grow up in California, they wanted to push the fact that I was born in California because it coincided with the Miss California record. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But really, I grew up in Utah, yeah. And um, uh, the country music is, of course, is big in, yeah. in Utah. It's big in the Midwest. You know, my mother loved R&B and soul music, but she actually would go to country western bars and sing country songs. And, you know, I mean, I was trying to listen like, you know, Jodeci and R. Kelly and New Edition and things like that. And I just didn't feel the country was cool. Right. I, I was like, it's cool, but it's not cool for me. Yeah. And but my mom said something that was very sim simple. She said, you know, son, you know, the things you run from in the end, you run back to. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, over the past, I'd say maybe 15 years, I would especially 10 for sure. Uh, R&B in and of itself has kind of changed. I mean, R&B uh, isn't R&B anymore. It's now uh, reggaeton is like the new R&B. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Mm -hmm. It's the new R&B. And, and, and Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and the things that I loved, the, the, the writing style has changed. Like Bruno still holds to it. He's like, you know, because he's old school in that way. But in general, uh, um, you know, R&B has taken on a different twist. And because of that, uh, I, I It's started, a little more raunchy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. not as, as loving as it used to be like, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, back yeah. in the days, you know. Right. And, but country music still has that. Yeah. It still has it. But they still have great melodies and great stories, you know. And uh, and, and I was really, uh, uh, I gravitated to country because of the stories mm -hmm. and because of the, the authenticity of the love in the music still and the, the way it's written, you know. And so, uh, I mean, you go to a, a rodeo and before they even start the rodeo, everyone says a, a prayer. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's the, it's not just the music, it's the culture, it's everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I wanted to do is I just said, you know, by nature you're an R&B singer, but uh, you did grow up in the Midwest, so what are you going to do? Well, why don't I blend those two worlds together? Because country singers don't have the range of an R&B singer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I blended that range with the um, with the country music, yeah. basically what I did. Yeah, cool. and, and and you could hear it in 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 the what you've shown me. Obviously, mm-hmm. we can't show them here because they're they're not ready to be released. But sure. it's beautiful music, bro. And I honestly like. And we were talking about that. I was like, I don't like country music, man. <laughs> but I don't know what you're doing. You're making me like country music. So like, I'm jamming out. Well, no, definitely like what you say about country music. Like, I'm starting to understand that more. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like I. I, we've always made fun of it like yeah. let's be real we always made fun of it and stuff sure. like that but I definitely do think in a sense to me personally I think country has more it's more meaningful to me than like Mexican music yeah like mm, yeah. because it really is like I've I've you know been very fortunate enough to meet so many people this past couple of years that have shown me a lot about country mm-hmm. but knowing their personality knowing their families and stuff like that mm-hmm. like that's what I admire more about country was because of those reasons like yeah. it's it's really not in a sense family oriented but it's just has a lot of love in there yeah. mm-hmm. it has a lot mm-hmm. of love in there for sure yeah it's good it's good stuff you know what I mean yeah. um, even when I make fun of some <laughs> some of the country songs I make fun <laughs> of like I'm actually like when I hear it I low key sing it like yeah. I like this uh-huh. song like like Randy Travis I'm gonna Love you forever, <laughs> yeah. forever and ever, amen. amen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm messing around, but I'm like, I like that I song, like it. you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but I can't, I can't, I can't go full country because I could only get like little doses of it, right? Right. Honestly, I'm gonna tell you straight up, and not because you're my friend, but because. Honestly, I, I from what I heard, mm-hmm. I would listen to the whole album and just jam out to it. Mm-hmm. The one you were telling me about, um, can we say this about the Jack sure. Daniels? Okay, yeah. so so you're, you're you're working with Jack Daniels, um, mm-hmm. and um, you have this song mm-hmm. that to me, I you have to show Aaliyah Marie. Here's to you, yeah, here's mm-hmm. to you. And I was like, dang, I just want to go have a drink right now. <laughs> like I just want to have a drink with my friends and yeah. just have a good time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the type of music that I like, right? Mm-hmm. I, that's the party music that we all grew up sure, with, you know, sure. and and. And so when I heard it, I was like, damn, it just gives you that feel. Trust me, Aaliyah, when you hear this, you're going to be like, damn, let's go. You're going to want to show it to Matt because it's, it's really good. Now, yeah, um, yeah. now, uh, what this, this album, you mm-hmm. say you're about two songs away from this album being done. So, so I have, I'm, I'm working on two albums because during COVID I had a lot of time to just record and, uh, record labels were calling me into the studio to do work for different artists. And I was doing a lot of writing and arranging, but in that time frame, I was also doing a lot of writing for myself. And actually in 2023, I have two albums that I'm really releasing a pop album called international and then a country album called came to win and uh, i'm both i'm releasing them both as you know it's a singles market so what i plan on doing um with my team is you know we're going to be releasing singles periodically every couple months and i mean i haven't so you're going to take on two genres at the same at time. the same wow. time yeah my man. At the same time because nice. you, know, yeah. you know you know what it is for me it's um uh, look Music, this is the one thing people forget about music, and, and, and I could too, it's easy if I wasn't paying attention to it, which is this. Music is basically the background to people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you know, when I go to Europe, for instance, or if I'm in Germany, everybody in the whole country knows the song Miss California. I mean, I got, I, I'm doing shows for 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds. They weren't even born with the, when this song came out, but they know every lyric from the song because their parents played it and, and it's it's a part of the culture, as mm-hmm. for instance, just in Germany alone, other countries as well. And, you know, music, uh, we really do make the music to the background of people's lives, man, and, and, and it's a sacred thing. And, and, and that's the thing that I... I think even I forgot for a little while, but I reminded myself. And in the process of that, you know, I, I'll tell you something. That this is really, really personal. But uh, when my daughter, Nala, she's seven now, but when she was one year old, uh, I was living in, in Germany, and I saw her crawling around on the floor, you know. And I was kind of burnt out from doing music, doing shows and club shows and everything like that, and I was over it, you know. And the, the passion was kind of gone, you know, and... As I was looking at her, uh, I kind of said a little prayer to myself in my head, and I said to God, I said, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And God said to me, he said, look, um, I gave you this talent, you know, and you've done whatever you wanted to do with it this whole time. But now you got to do something for me, you know. And when you're done doing what you do for me, then if you want to go step away from it and do something else, that's fine. But there was a, a kind of a, 
responsibility that I realized because I've gone through so much now I now I can write these records and I don't write them anymore man like what I was telling you at lunch these songs they write themselves man mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying they write themselves because if you live long and this is for all the artists out there listen if you live long enough and you have enough experiences the songs will write themselves you don't have yeah. to write them they will write them for you those because are facts it's facts yeah. man mm-hmm. you know? yeah yeah dude I, I, I love it man I, I, I love what you're doing and uh, we have to talk about. The, can I talk about? Um, do you remember what I told you at lunch? Yeah. Okay. No, no, okay. No, 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 let me say it. Let me say it. Right <laughs> Here's what I told Joey. Joey was like, "Was there anything we can't talk about on, on the air?" And I told him very clearly. Here's the thing. I said, "You can ask me any question you want because the questions that I wouldn't answer, you wouldn't know how to ask." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, before, we're, we're gonna get we're, we're gonna get into something really big now. Sure. I, I just have to mention this story real quick because yeah. the story uh, reminds me of when I when I when I met you back in the days and we yeah. would always talk and and we would uh, you know have conversations <laughs> but um we wanted to do a song with you way back in the days and we ended up doing a song with you called wild cosa uh-huh. and oh my um, gosh that song yeah and, <laughs> and it's funny because the girls they always sang this song right they sang the heck out of the song they love the song I until they got older they're like wait a minute what are you guys talking about because like, that's the way we were talking about but anyways yeah, um, yeah. i remember having this conversation with you going like well where how did you come up with this hook this hook is amazing yeah and, th- and then i heard it i was like it just something about it that sounds so familiar and I, I don't know if you remember this conversation but I, but you're like listen to it you're like i'm singing a melody but it's not the same words but it's a melody mm-hmm. listen to the melody and i'm like and i'm listening i go i was like uh don't stand don't stand so <laughs> close to me yep. and then you're like uh she's so fly I'm, I'm so high, high. I, don't I don't wanna come, come down from here. I was like, oh! I was like, my mind was blown, bro. bro. I was like, oh my god, dude! Like this, this is this I remember is that. this is the technique. This is the how good you are at what you do. That always amazes me. Every time I hear one of your songs, I'm like. I don't know what he's doing or where this is or what what God is giving to him to project this amazing uh, messages out there. That is so cool, man. But if y'all want to hear that song, you can reference it. Lyrical Sound Demon Wakosa. Look it up. But um, we we do got to talk about this. All right. Yeah. I want to talk about the fight for one of your biggest songs ever. Oh, Miss California. Can we talk about that? Yeah, you can talk about that. Okay, we're going to talk about a fight because you don't know this, Aaliyah. A lot of I people don't. don't. A lot of I'm people like, don't know, know this. <laughs> Actually, really, nobody does. Nobody yeah. knows this. See, but this th- is the beauty of this show. Yeah. Sometimes one of us don't know what's happening, <laughs> yeah. so we both learn it together. <laughs> yeah, you're going to learn something right now because my man right here deserves his respect, all right, man? And I'll tell you what, I we have to talk about this fight for this song mm-hmm. called Miss California, but right after this message right here. This episode of Sipping Tea with Joey and Marie is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. I'm going to go ahead and say McDonald's is like that old friend that you're always happy to see. Oh, yeah. Like those ones that no matter how long it's been, you always pick up where you left off. I know, right? I feel like the McDonald's crew from the spot down by the house, they're always there for me when I get off work ready with my food or even when we're all tired from fighting the cold after your brother's football game. Oh, yeah, I feel you. Shoot, I remember when you first bought me a Happy Meal. I low-key thought, whoa, this is what it must feel like if you would get a present directly from Santa. For real. And out of all the places, McDonald's always makes you feel like an actual celebrity when you get to the window. They always remember me. Uh, Yeah, I think I go there a lot. <laughs> me too. Yeah, and you know we've all been to a birthday party at McDonald's. If you think about it, McDonald's crew members might throw more birthday parties than any other employees in the world, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, McDonald's. I'm loving it. All right, we're back with Dante Thomas. Now, Dante Thomas, we we started off the show talking about your biggest hit ever. This song has been actually re- remade. There was a uh, um, a German rapper, right? Mm-hmm. What's his name? Oh, you mean uh, who? Well, actually, there's a few people that redid it. But this was just recently, and they did a whole video, and it's you called it something else, Miss uh, Echo Fresh. Ah, uh, yeah, Miss California. Yeah, Miss after yes. after Cologne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and I showed Ali. I was like, "Look, this song is huge, man. People mm-hmm. don't understand mm-hmm. how big this song because because you were telling me that this song goes platinum like every year. So, um, to this day, every year it sells um, 200, 250,000 physical downloads worldwide, yeah. oh. and every four years it goes platinum. See that? 
That's, that's crazy. wild, right? And that's Miss California by Dante Thomas. Reference the song if you don't, if you're not familiar with it. Trust me, when you hear this song, you're gonna fall in love with it. And if you you've heard it, you're gonna love it again. If you've never heard it, you're gonna love it. I always tell everyone like when I when I heard that song like growing up, I always think of um, Santana's Maria. The thing is, is yeah. a lot of people don't know. Here's here's a little secret that a lot of people don't know, and I'll put it on your show because I've never talked about it before. Okay. But okay, so um, the product GMB is the ones that sang Maria Maria. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were discovered by Pros, but yeah. they got famous with Wyclef. And when uh, the Fujis were breaking up, um, Miss California was written for Product GMB originally. It was supposed to be their second single. They were supposed to sing Maria Maria, then Miss California. And what happened was uh, the Fugees, when they were breaking up, it wasn't public yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, Product GMB, they had to decide, do we go with Praz, who discovered us, or do we go with Wyclef, who got us famous? So they went with Wyclef, and Praz was offended. He pulled the record from their project. They never even heard it. And from when he pulled it, it was on like on a Sunday. And and the the, uh, week later, uh, it was going to be going to Usher. Usher was going to sing Miss California. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> and in the middle of this seven weeks, of the seven days between when it was pulled from their project and was going to go to Usher, I met Praz on a Wednesday, sang the record, and changed history forever. Wow. That's actually how it went. That's why it's so close to, to, to Maria Maria. Because That's it's so the, crazy. It's the, cousin, okay. it's the cousin of Maria Maria. Wow. That is insane because like, as long as I grew up, that's how I compared it to. Mm-hmm. Was like, yeah. Dude, that's okay. so All right. the, the energy of, it, of, of Maria Maria is on it because it, because it was written for them. Okay. Oh, wow. So speaking on Praz, now Praz is the one you were con- is connected to Miss California. Now, yeah. now Miss California, um, you you haven't get you haven't been getting your dues for that song. No. All these years no. from from the the conception of the song till now. No. Has he yet to be paid his dues properly? What? Yeah. So so here here's here's how it worked. I, I didn't sign directly to Warner Music. I signed indirectly through Praza's production company called Rat Pack Entertainment. Okay, uh-huh. and um, so the the label Warner cut the checks to Rat Pack, and Rat Pack was supposed to cut the checks to me, mm-hmm. my my check. So I was supposed to receive ten percent ten percent from the album and seven uh, percent from the single. Right, and to date the album sold I think six hundred fifty thousand copies, and the single's going on twenty million. Okay, worldwide. Wow. And um, anyways, so when you do the math, 7% of a million is 70,000. 70,000 times 20 is how much Praz owes me. Okay? Yeah. That's how much That's he wild, owes right? me. Wow. Now, yeah. I didn't know this until about six years ago when my uh, very first manager and I got in contact with each other again. He contacted me and he says, he says Dante, have you looked in your contracts with Rat Pack and, and Electra? I'm like, uh, Warner? I'm like, no. He says, you should. And so I went back and looked and see the reason I forgot about this. I was a young guy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, really young, 22 and whatever. And so um, in the contract, in the royalties, it said 7% for the single off licensing, not publishing, licensing. And then seven, 7%, uh, 10% licensing from the album, right? Because licensing is how labels make their money. Publishing is how the yeah. writers and producers make their money. Okay. <laughs> so then um, when I realized that and the reason why I missed it. Right. People say, how could you miss that is because if for for people that don't know, in 2001 was 9-11. Yeah. OK. And when 9-11 hit, uh, the whole world changed. The record labels shut. It was like uh, COVID at yeah. that time. It was like yeah. COVID. Right. And everything shut down. And so I wasn't even paying attention to that. And I was making a lot of money doing touring and other things. So I wasn't paying attention to that. Six years ago, going on about six years. Um, when I found this out, I went to Praz and I asked him, uh, you know, are you know, why can't I get my money, man? I mean, you've been holding on to this money. You owe me a lot, like over a million dollars, man. Mm-hmm. And he basically said in, a, in the short kind of way, he said, look, Dante, I live in Beverly Hills. I drive a Lambo truck. My lawyer was Michael Jackson's lawyer. You, you'll never win me in court. I'm keeping your money. Move on with your life. Wow. That's messed up, right? That's what he That's said. That's terrible. Yeah. That's yeah. what he said. And so and so I was so pissed off. I cursed him out, hung up the phone, and my manager Donovan said, "Look, man, uh, karma is going to come back to you and him and it's going to work it for you somehow." And it did. Uh Pros currently is uh, fighting a case uh, with the, against the FBI because he he laundered like he took what was I think 4.5 billion dollars from the Malaysian people with this guy named Joe Lowe, wow. uh the basically the the welfare money from Malaysia. Wow. For all the ch- poor people, and he took it, oh and gosh. they and he actually financed the Wolf of Wall Street movie with it. Pros crazy, did that. right? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Oh and and, and the FBI went after after DiCaprio, and DiCaprio was like, "Look, I didn't know where this money came from." He gave the the FBI. He'd made millions, of course, at yeah. that point, and he gave all that money back to um, 
to the FBI. And then they were like, look, it's not going to be enough. You have to be a witness for us against Prozin. So his case starts against the, the FBI wants to put him away, I think, probably for 20 years. And his case wow. starts in, in, in February or March of next year. And wow. at this time, his back was already against the wall legally. And th- at this time, my manager, Donovan, stepped to him and was like, you know, I want you to sign this paper. You got to give Dante his you got to let him have his money. Finally, yeah, exactly. Right. So because the label, because I did not sign directly with Warner, um, they didn't have to account to me for anything. Right. They didn't have to account to me. So they said the only way that, that uh, we have to give you an account of how much money is, spo- is owed to you and, and, and everything and how much we've given to Praz is you have to get a paper signed by Praz that says we can deal with you directly and pay you directly. And I only got that paper literally less than one month ago. Uh, wow. 25 wow. days ago yeah. after 20 something years I finally got that paper and that means uh, six months to six years I mean six weeks to six months from now they're going to cut me a big check finally a big yeah, one you're finally going to get your I'm dues. finally going to get my money that is yeah. crazy well, well I'm glad it's working <clears throat> out yeah. like because yeah. I yeah. think that's just well you're the more than deserving bro yeah. I mean well, I, you're you're a good man bro I've, I've known you, you for, for years and every 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 time we we get together, we talk, man. It's nothing but love, man. Thank you, bro. And I always wish you the best in everything you do, man. And this to me is was was I was tripping out today. I was like, no way. I want to fight somebody. I was gonna call Pros right now. I'm gonna fight him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was, was crazy, like, man. You know what I mean? Crazy. It's my it's my boy. But I mean, it's just wild, man. That this and these things happen a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is a, a one. In a million stories no, this that have is, been happening to this people is, this, everywhere. You this know? happens to a lot of artists, yeah. and, and yeah. this actually breaks the hearts of a lot of artists uh, because the, you fall in love with the music, but the music business you don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and the music business and the, and making music. They're connected, but they're they're not the same thing at all, yeah. Yeah. at all. And in any artists hearing this, you got to really start to understand how licensing works, how publishing works. Um, this and, happened a lot in the fifties. Oh, they, brother, they would take advantage. It happened to of Sam yeah. Cooke. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It also happened to Mary Wells. Mm-hmm. Mary Wells uh, passed away broke, mm-hmm. and they had to borrow money to to to, to bury her. To maybe. bury her. Yeah, that's a shame. And it's and you know it's sad that this happens, but they take advantage of people, and especially mm-hmm. you know you were really young at the time, I was young, so twenty two. Yeah, you didn't you didn't know how this was all working out you know mm-hmm. and so but i'm just glad that you finally going to get your due man and you're going to get what what you deserve um i know this song is is really special because it is basically the the one that opened the floodgates for you it did you know what i mean and because of this there's so much that you have a history of your life of the things that you've accomplished and mm-hmm. where you've gone and and where you're still going mm-hmm. i mean with this new music Wow, bro! I'm I, I'm I'm so excited to see how much further you're gonna go with what you're doing because to me this is just uh, you're scratching the surface. Now you're going and in, jumping into another genre, mm-hmm. and a genre is gonna uh, take you with open arms, bro. Because right now, especially um, country, country is kind of we, we were talking about this early. Yeah. Uh, uh, country music, the new country music is kind of kind of playing around and bending the genre a bit. Yeah, you know it what does. I mean. It does. And what with what you're doing, you're you're going into it. But real smooth, like R and B style. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, there's some R and B in it. Yeah. And yeah. man, let me tell you, they they don't know what they got coming. But when they do, they're gonna be like, I tell you what. Yeah, it's gonna be lo- it's gonna be a lot of love, man. I mean, mm-hmm. and I and and you know, and I love Idaho. I love all the people out here. And, and you know, I was inspired actually when I when I uh, bought my house out here. Um, I took a bunch of trips um, up uh, to Yellowstone, did some uh, fishing on the Madison, and you know, just kind of uh, got got more in touch with my roots which is the the midwest the rocky mountains i grew up in utah and so i mean i i just finally <laughs> okay mama you're right I, I finally accepted you know i accepted uh what she said a long time ago you come back to the things you run from you know i spent my whole my whole teenage years saying i got to get the hell out of utah i want to get away and now i've done a i've done world tours i've sold millions of records you know i'm, I'm famous now and all i want to do is go back to my small little town here in idaho uh you know kick my feet up man drink yeah. a cold beer and yeah. go fishing and and like and when it's time i don't even step in clubs to party man i only go into clubs or places like that to do a show it's work right that's yeah. it it's, it's just the work, same what man. i do man yeah brother it's now, the same now let me let me let me say this here now because you said you said a key word to me a key word that to me uh uh brought this to my attention sure you mentored a, a friend of ours that i love this guy man and when i hear him and i hear you i mean i also i can hear y- your your presence yeah and what he does mm-hmm. 
Navarro. He, Navarro. Yeah. Navarro sang a song, uh, sings a song called Fishing. Uh, I love that record. I love, I love that, that song. record. I love it. So I'm, good. I'm going to tell you the story. So we're going to have, uh, by the way, we're going to have Navarro on the show uh, here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Navarro's going to come here with MAG and we're going to do a show here. Nice. And you'll get to see uh, everybody who's listening will get to hear Navarro. But, um, Navarro is, you know, we're real close too. So he always hits me up, kind of like you, and he says, mm-hmm. "Hey man, I just wrote this song. Hey, I want yeah. you to hear it." Yeah. So let me let me reference this. So that that day, I was working, man, all week, like just trying because I wanted to give vacation, and I was like, I think what was in, what we're doing the morning show, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and my my stress levels to do a morning show is crazy. I can so like I was here at five thirty in the morning, and I would leave like at six thirty at night. Wow, every day, it's mm-hmm. crazy, just to create something. Tight. Mm-hmm. By the way, number one uh, morning show when I did it too. By the way, in the whole match battle. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it showed right. Anyways, I was I was just like stressed out. It was Friday. I was just trying to get out of here. It was still like six o'clock at night. I was in here. I was like, just I wanted to yell so loud, dude. Like I just got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And it was that week we were gonna go um, camping mm-hmm. with 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 uh, with Mike. And um, so anyways, uh, I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, I got to decompress a little bit. Uh, Navarro hits me up and Navarro says, hey man. Um, I want you to hear something I just I just wrote I just recorded this song and, and I want you to hear it Yeah, and I want you to tell me what you think sure sure I put it on bro I started crying in here because you know the song it's what, amazing. It's, what it says you know mm-hmm. uh, going fishing and just trying to disconnect and be with your family and stuff yeah man and it was everything I wanted at that moment mm-hmm. that he just relayed this message to me and I started crying in here bro like I was mm-hmm. like crying and stuff and I was like dang man this is the kind of stuff that people do with music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I want to say this is because we all write from our soul, right? We're giving you something. We're giving a, p- a piece of our soul. That's right. And explain something. Maybe it's a hardship. Maybe something that's that's kind of, it's almost like a therapeutic for us, right? Absolutely. To, to give a message out because I wrote a song one time for, for the kids called Your Song. Mm-hmm. And it was just that. I was I was depressed. I was stressed. Everything that you could think of. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this song to kind of let out what I felt, the yep. self-therapy. And you know what I mean? And so um, it's it's just beautiful to see people that are able to do that and relay that message in music. Mm-hmm. And we said, I said it before, uh, music is food for the soul, man. That's right. And brother. it's really healing. Yeah. And so because of that, um, I want to talk about this song, bro. Okay. Um, you wrote a song mm-hmm. and, and you showed it to me. Um, you Silver sang it. Gold. Yeah, you sang it to me. And, and Aaliyah, this is on his, in his album. Mm-hmm. Now... Um, I know you went through some hardships, you know what I mean? I did. You went through some hardships. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of us did uh, during uh, the pandemic. Sure. And this one was tough enough to break you. It did. You know, to break apart your family. It did. Now, you don't have to go into depth into it. Sure. Uh, only, only whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But then I want you to, to sing us a verse and the hook of this song, mm-hmm. just so people will get the, 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 the jest of what it is. Mm-hmm. So w- would you mind telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, the song... Uh, <clears throat> well, you know, it was at the end of uh, of my marriage, and uh, um, it basically, it's the story behind what happened. You know, I, I was sitting in my house, and uh, you know, my my kids uh, were with their mother, and you know, I, the COVID was still going on. You know, and and so there was not there was no work for me as far as touring and stuff. So I was basically stuck in my house, and and uh, actually, I was uh, laying in bed. One night, and I was talking to Bones, mm-hmm. yeah? And uh, I said to Bones, I said, um, he's like, do you think you and her will get back together again? And I said, man, she'd rather have silver than gold. Mm-hmm. And he said, what would you say? And I said, I don't know. She'd rather have silver than gold. He goes, where'd you hear that from? I said, I, I, I was just thinking about it. He said, that's like an idiom that doesn't even exist yet, man. Yeah. And after he got off the phone, I laid in bed for about an hour, and my, my, and my mind was racing, and... Um, I said, I said to myself, look, pick up your phone. I didn't even tell you this at the lunch. I said, pick up your phone uh, and just record whatever comes to your mind, just a little bit of something so you don't forget this idea. And, and Joey, I laid in bed 1 o'clock in the morning, hit record, and I sang the song from the beginning to the end. I didn't write it. Wow. wow. That's the first time I ever did that in my whole life. I, I sang the song out and, and the melody and everything. I could show you the, the demo that I recorded. Way, I kept it. Because I was, I'd never done that before, and I've never done that since. But I sang the song from the beginning to the end, and when I was done, you know, uh, I stood up out of my bed and I was like, "Oh my God, what did I just do? I just wrote a hit record, uh, yeah. just out of the air." And and you know, it, it reminded me how powerful music is. Um, 
and that's why and, and actually that was uh, the beginning of when I started to realize that you know if you live long enough man you go through enough things you don't have to write these songs they write themselves mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah wow wow man that's a that's a very uh, deep story and I appreciate you telling us giving us that uh, the insight on that yeah now I, I would love to uh, show our our audience mm-hmm. a, a little sample of that if you don't mind no, that's cool. you know what I mean um if you're ready man give them a little a little taste of that sure <clears throat> the kids tears weren't enough to turn her back around or oh, the look on my face when she packed up and left town the gossip with her and her new fella done did he left his own kids and a wife, God forbid. Love isn't love when you steal it away. It eventually ends in a bad memory. When the summer is done and the thrill is all gone, the only thing left to sing her is a song. She'd rather have a used truck than brand new. She'd rather have a one night than a dream come true. No matter how many times that she's told. She'd rather have silver than gold. She'd rather have silver than gold. No matter how many times that she's told. She'd rather have silver than gold. She'd rather have silver than gold. Wow. Wow. That is so good. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. I'm like trying not to cry because I'm such a no. crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's, uh, that's, that right there is the definition of what I say. Music is food for the soul. Yeah. You, uh, you, you created something that honestly like really it hits you right there, bro. Thank you, bro. And uh, man, I'm just, I'm, to us, it's an honor to have you here. Well, thank you, man. You know, and uh, give us real quick the name of the albums one more time mm-hmm. because we want people to know yeah. the name of this album that this song is going to be on. Uh, the name of the album is called Came to Win. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the country album and the, inter- uh, the pop album is going uh, to be called International. All right. So make sure, make sure you all follow Dante Thomas on all uh, social media platforms because you're, you're available everywhere. Now, yeah, right? I'm all, my, all my accounts are verified with the blue check. Um, at Real Dante Thomas yeah. Facebook, at Real, Real Dante Thomas Instagram. You know, look, you know it's real crazy, man. Um, <laughs> it was like six, seven weeks ago, I think now. Um, I got a, a message from Spotify because they'll tell you when you get listeners up. And my thing broke. It went from like, I don't know, like 410,000 to like 718,000 in one month listeners, monthly listeners. It jumped almost double and I couldn't believe it. I was so thankful. And uh, it all count, It all comes at the right time, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it all comes at the right time. Most definitely, man. Now, do, is there anything you want to tell any uh, the people out there listening? I know there's a lot of people in Germany listening right now. <laughs> sure. So uh, before we get on out of here, unless uh-huh. do you have another question you want to ask them? No. Marie? This is great. Yeah, this is this is amazing, <laughs> bro. Thank you so much Thanks for for, having me, Joey. for giving us your time. Thank you, man. And and and, and telling us, you know, these these amazing. Um, you know moments in your life sure and uh, we really appreciate that man but do you you, want to say anything to the people out there you know uh, to all the listeners um i just want to say you know um enjoy the time with your family Uh, family is the most important thing uh in your world if you even if you don't recognize don't get so caught up in the work and other things like that um take time for family and and if you do that everything else will fall into place Thank you for those those words, my man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, brother. All right, my man. Um, follow Dante Thomas everywhere. Make sure you follow Joey Bravo 208. And Aaliyah Marie 208. And Sipping Tea with Joey and Marie. We're going to uh, release some uh, some of these uh, little snippets and stuff on our social media. So make sure you follow us and share those away. Please tell everyone you know about this show. Tell them about this episode, Sipping with Dante Thomas. This has been amazing, brother. Thank you so much for being thank here you. with us. F- to both of you, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, what's up? We out. <laughs>